isn't that hard. Lots right near Giants. This is Tim. This is New York Giants Truck Talk and Online Big Blue. Rolling it back old school. Why? Because I'm sick. Didn't really feel like being on camera today. But I wanted to talk about a couple things. I, w- I wanted to get into uh, Dexter Lawrence skipping the offseason program. I want to talk about Saquon Barkley and his contract. I want to talk about Daniel Jones. I want to talk about potentially Joe Shane trading out of the 25th spot. And, and I laugh because... Um, most giant fans hate Colin Cowherd. I mean, it, it's, it's a proven and known fact because a lot of times you may agree with what he says. You may not agree with what he says, but a lot of times he just speaks the truth. Because Derek, Daniel Jones can only win if he's got a bunch of good players around him. You have to retain all of them. So in a weird way, overpaying for a star actually gives the leverage back to the franchise. Kansas City with Mahomes. Hey, Tyreek Hill. Take a hike. Chargers with Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler, go look around. Joe Burrow, they're thinking of getting rid of Joe Mixon. There's a story this morning they're going to move off T. Higgins. In back-to-back years, they've gotten rid of a top tight end. Brady Belichick did it for 20 years. Moved off pro bowlers. Steelers moved off several pro bowlers. But they always had Big Ben, and they paid him well. Maybe didn't get Super Bowls at the end, But he's got 12 playoff appearances and eight division titles. So they could move off a Lavian Bell or an Antonio Brown. Because the Steelers, once they paid Ben, still maintain the leverage over agents and other players on the roster. Right? So, but the opposite of that is when you overpay for an average player to validate the contract, now you have to retain B, B plus, A minus players and usually overpay them and they know it. Now, I I think that's a very, it's an interesting opinion. Do I agree with that 100%? I don't think so. I, I I don't know. And I know he's he said he had some scuttlebutt and some information that Dexter Lawrence was skipping the offseason program uh, because there's some ill will feelings about the Giants overpaying Daniel Jones. Um, but he does make a good point. When you overpay someone, and, uh, you know, let's just say for argument's sake that because if you go by average season, Daniel Jones has, he was a C plus a C plus player. So you give a C plus player $40 million when you have a B plus a minus player like Dexter Lawrence coming up looking for some cash. He's going to want more money because of the fact that you pay Daniel Jones X. And, and I, I have to agree with that. I, I really do agree with that, that there there is a consequence for the day for the Giants overpaying for Daniel Jones. Now, the. The saving grace of this is, let's say Daniel Jones reverts into a 4,500-yard quarterback, you know, with 32 touchdowns, another 500 yards rushing, another you know, eight yards on the ground. Then, then this, this, this point is no longer, there's no longer any validity to this point. But at this point in time, in some ways, Colin is correct that when you overpay for mediocrity, and that we could say that's what Daniel Jones has been the last three seasons. I mean, it's not, you can't not say that. You could say whatever you want last year. But if you, if you compare his season to the better quarterbacks in the league, it's average. So to his point, if you're overpaying for, for Daniel Jones, you are more likely going to have to overpay for someone like Dexter Lawrence. Now, the Saquon Barkley thing is confusing to me. He was beyond reproach, Saquon Barkley. 
since the moment he came into the league, since the moment he's he he was the meteor, he was a meteorite streaking across the sky to the to the to the moment he got injured to when he you know made his triumphant comeback last year. He's been a true giant. He's been a guy that's never said anything, just does what he does and rolls along. And for the Giants, basically Shane has come out, or there there's there's I will say rumors that Shane has come out and said, hey, listen, you know we're happy to go into the season with Barkley under the tag. And everyone talks about the fact that, you know, potentially Barkley's agent screwed him. He misread the market. And I find it really weird, and I've talked about this ad nauseum. No one from either side is mentioning what that contract was. You hear numbers. You hear $12.1 million, You hear $12.5 million, But we're not hearing numbers in reference to guaranteed money. We're not hearing numbers in reference to the term of the deal. I hearken back to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was getting crap left and right about, you know, not signing the extension that the Ravens offered him. And we went for an extended period of time without knowing what was offered. And then finally, Lamar just came out one day because he got pissed and said, okay, this is what I was offered. And you look at what was offered is like, well, there's really no money here. And it's all, it's, it's like one year guaranteed. So we don't know. And I love the fact that we talk about animosity in the locker room. You hear that from a couple other sources. You hear that a couple of the giant sources. You hear, you hear that, you know, you know, some people that, you know, are in the know, allegedly. And then you hear fans talking about how there's no animosity in the locker rooms. That doesn't happen. You go on Twitter, you read that. I, I, I come from the unique perspective that I played in college, worked in the NFL, worked in the Arena Football League. So I spent numerous years and seasons in locker rooms. And I can tell you this, is there at times animosity between people because of money? Of course. There's, there, you, it's, you have 53 men, you put them in a locker room, you're not going to like everybody. You're not going to get along with everybody. And they always say, you're not, not everyone in the locker room is going to be best friends. And sometimes a, a player's contract or money, yeah, will, will become the juxtaposition of certain players who are trying to get paid. And I'm not saying there's a problem in the giant locker room. I'm just saying I just find it funny that people on Twitter who've never been in locker rooms like to talk about what goes on in locker rooms. I've been in divided locker rooms where the defense hated the offense and vice versa. I've been in locker rooms where everyone kind of got along, but you always have a faction of players that don't get along. And money is always an issue. No matter what, if you're a star or if you, if you if someone gets paid and you're not getting paid, a lot of times, yes, some players will have some animosity. Will they air that animosity or that grievances? No, probably not. Usually they keep it to themselves. Usually the locker room is a, a, is a enclosed capsule. You're encapsulated with these guys. And you know what? Push comes to shove. You have to get through the season. So I had a coach tell me once that, you know, you, you may not like the guy personally, but you need to respect him on the field. Or respect him professionally. And I and I think that's what the Giants can do. So I, I'm not saying there's not going to be a locker room issue. I'm not saying there is a locker room issue. I'm not saying that. De- I mean, to me, why would... De- this, we're talking about him, Dexter Lawrence, skipping an off-season program. That's voluntary. It's voluntary. He doesn't have to be there. He's proven himself enough. And these off-season programs, like I said, are to me are just... If if this was a mandatory program, if this was a mandatory issue, then I got a problem with him missing it. But he's not. He's missing it because it's a voluntary thing. 
And I don't know if if you know if if Colin is correct in reference to De- Dexter Lawrence skipping this because of the, the over, over his contract because of what Daniel Jones got, but I do think he brings up an interesting point that if you overpay for average, when people that are above average to well above average come up for their contracts, you have to turn around and pay those people more because of the fact that Daniel Jones set the bar for your team contracts. And, and like I said, I, I, I just find it interesting. I kind of got off topic because I just find it interesting, interesting with Saquon Barkley. We're talking, we don't know what was offered. And if you take a look at, and we did this on the stream yesterday, if you go through and you kind of take a look at the highest paid contracts in 2023 average salary per year, you have McCaffrey at 16, you got Kamara at 15, Ezekiel Elliott would have been 15. It would have been at 15 million and you would have been tied for, uh, excuse me, you would have been tied with Kamara. You got Dalvin Cook at 12.6. You got Derrick Henry at 12.5. You got Nick Chubb at 12.2. You got Aaron Jones at 12. You got Joe Nixon at 12. Then you got Connor at 7 and Leonard Fournette at 7. I would tell you right now, and right now, you have, you're telling me that at 10.1, now that's not a bad salary, but you're telling me that Saquon Barkley's not better than Joe Mixon. Joe Nixon. Mixon, excuse me. He's not better than Aaron Jones. He's not better than Nick Chubb. I think he. I think he's on par with Derrick Henry and can do more when allowed to. I think he's a very similar player to Dalvin Cook. Of course, we don't need to worry about his Zeke. To me, Kamara's on the downside of his career, so I would still take Saquon Barkley. And you have McCaffrey and Barkley as you know, quasi kind of the same type of player at sixteen. So to me, at twelve million, if if you know, for Joe Shane, say, well, that contract's off the table. We're not. We're not even talking about it anymore. I think you're doing a disservice to Saquon Barkley. I don't think they really want Saquon Barkley back on a long-term deal. I think it's going to be one of these things that we're going to have to deal with this going through the summer. And I think it's one of these things that we might have to deal with it next year as well. But like I said, I just find it interesting for a guy that's been a pinnacle of a giants has rushed for 3000 yards. You know, it, you know, the, you know, he had the, he had the two injury seasons, but he has rushed for, he's a three times 3000 yard rusher. He's a guy that is extremely important to the team. And I've said this a million times before the giants are kind of weird. You have a quarterback that needs the running back. It usually, it, it's not that way. Usually, your quarterback can make the people around him better, but your running back is needed because he is a, he is a huge focal point of a run heavy offense. And you don't know if you can get someone at twenty five that's going to be the similar or, or or have the same success as Saquon Barkley. You know what you have with Barkley, and everyone talk about he's injury prone. Well, Saquon, I believe Daniel Jones has missed about the same amount of time that Saquon Barkley has. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, and Daniel Jones only had one injury free season, which was this year, his entire career. So when push comes to shove, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I'm also interested in the fact that the giants, they're in a weird spot with the 25th pick. They really are. And I say this because of the fact that they could use some salary relief. And I think there's going to be a run at quarterbacks. I think you're going to have four quarterbacks going within the top 10, so I think a lot of players are going to get pushed down into this draft. Now the Giants right now, their rookie allotment at uh, salary wise for cap wise is two and a half million at twenty five. To me, I'm thinking you got to trade down. You have to get another. I mean, I think there's going to be people that may go to take a look at run at Hooker, uh, Hendon Hooker, a little bit later in this draft. So I think the Giants at twenty five are in a per- perfect spot for a team that may want to trade up from the second round. Or offer a second round pick and a little bit more. If I'm the Giants, I could, and yes, now the downside is you lose the fifth year option. 
That's 100%. That's 100% the downside. You lose that fifth year option, but you also lose that salary. Let's just say for argument's sake, let's, let's just say, let's just say Seattle, which has a 37th pick, which, which they came over from Denver decides they want to have Hendon Hooker uh, back up Geno Smith. That 20, that 37th spot is at 1.6 million. And the Giants are at 2.5. So you're saving almost a million dollars. And I would hope that potentially the Giants would maybe throw in a second or a third round pick for Seattle. And if that's the case, let's say you throw in one of Seattle's third round, you throw in a pick from Seattle, you're, you're probably looking at $900,000 to $800,000. Or even if you go a little bit further down in the fourth round, you're looking, you're looking at less and less money and less and less guaranteed money. So you could potentially, with that 25th pick, if you find a, quarter, you know, a team that's quarterback hungry, Let's say you get a second and a five. Excuse me, second and four, second and a five. You can potentially have the same draft cap allotment for those two picks than you would with that first round pick. Now, I'm just using Seattle because I think Seattle would be a. Uh, I think Seattle would be interesting. I don't think they're going to. I, I mean, I, I just think that would be interesting. I know they're at. They're sitting at five. I don't think they're taking a quarterback at five. They could potentially trade out of that spot. But I think they could potentially want to jump back into the second end of the latter half of the first round and take that quarterback. You could say the same thing with the Raiders sitting at 38 or Carolina Panthers at 39. You, you could say the same thing with the Saints or even the Tennessee Titans at 41. There is, there is enough in this draft quarterback wise to give the Giants a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that they could potentially trade out of 25, maybe fall no lower than Tennessee at 41, save a million dollars potentially off that first round draft choice, and then potentially get a fourth or a fifth round pick, which then if you accumulate the salaries for the rookie pool, you're paying the same amount for two players than you would for that 25th pick. And I still think you can get a quality guy at 30. I think you'll still get a quality talent at 37. I, I think that that's that, you know that's that's I think that's more than possible, and I think if Joe Shane is an astute drafter, he'll do that. You could have thir- you could potentially potentially have thirty seven, fifty seven, and then and then you have another pick. The Giants have what's you have another pick and you know, a bunch of picks in the third round. It would make sense. It would truly make sense, and I think you can still get your center. I still think I still think you can get a center a corner and a wide receiver by making this move and potentially have both or excuse me, all three of those guys start. And I think that's what we need. I think that's what the giants need to look at. And I think, I think Shane is astute enough to understand. Yes. It's about accumulating the assets, but you also need to start accumulating talent. And if you have controllable talent on lower end deals, you can help give yourself the financial financial flexibility that you need here in 2023. We got a lot of shows coming up. We got the big draft show coming up. I'll be I'll be doing the draft show live from the field at MetLife. Domero is going to be running the control board here. In, well, he's not here, but he's going to be running the board in the UK. Uh, we'll do a little, a little bit more of a draft preview and a fun things like that. Don't forget our, our Sunday show with R0B, our Rob. We do that every Sunday called uh, It's Giant Sunday. So make sure you stay tuned for that and join us in there. And again, this is Tim. This is New York Giant Straight Talk and Online Big Blue. Say, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring that bell because you know what that means. Well, that'd be awesome. <laughs>